0: Welcome to the Purposeful Life Podcast. I'm your host, Nora Kanajan, a certified health and wellness lifestyle coach, NLP practitioner, and public health educator. This show is for the trailblazers who desire to live more mindfully, learn new ways to unlock mental blocks, step into their God-given power, lean on their faith, and truly embody their next-level selves. Tune in every Monday as we discuss all things health and wellness, psychology, and current events that impact our overall well-being. Let's make some waves. Hello, welcome back. This episode has been something that I've been wanting to talk about for a few months now. And if you follow me on socials, this shouldn't be a surprise to you that I am passionate about it. Toxin-free living. And this doesn't just mean our everyday products, toxic free living also means removing toxic people from your life, removing toxic habits, removing toxic maybe addictions, whether that's social media, whether it's drinking, whether it's smoking, whatever it might be for you. It's good to do a toxin evaluation every now and then to see how you can improve and enhance your overall health. So with the topic of today's discussion, I want to dive right in because I've lots of juicy content to share with you. We're talking about toxin-free living and I want to add this as a challenge. To be toxin-free in 30 days, this is possible. You just have to be really invested into making this happen and really taking on the challenge with honesty and uh, I know it's going to be hard to let the emotions of the way that we've been operating and products we've been loyal to in the past and you know using things that might not be the best for us. I had to go through that a few months ago. I had to declutter from products from skincare to household items to cleaning products to even bedding. So there's a way to do it, and I want to show you some tips and ideas and inspiration in hopes that you follow me on this challenge because I'm always looking for ways to enhance my living space. So if you have ideas, I'd love for you to share it with me as well, but let's do this. So if you're seriously ready to make your life toxin-free, all you have to do is just make one simple change to your diet or lifestyle every day for the next 30 days. So I'm not saying give up on everything and declutter all of your products all at once. If you have time to do that, cool. But if you don't, we're just looking for minimal small steps. Always, 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 it's important to do things in small increments, in small steps because that's where you're going to have the most consistent results. Now, these steps will be simple, like I said, but it'll also make a big impact on your overall health and your daily life. And it's just going to take 30 days. So we've been exposed to lots of chemicals and lots of toxic people, (laughs) toxic belief, toxic thoughts, so many different things. But I want to focus these next 30 days on product swaps and just ways we can limit if not completely omit chemicals that we're exposed to every day and now more than ever we've been exposed to more and more chemicals and when i say chemicals now i don't mean to say that all chemicals are bad water technically is a chemical we're talking about chemicals as toxins so i'll try to use the word toxins as much as i can but if i do say chemicals just know that i've been i'm I'm referring to bad chemicals so because we're exposed to these bad chemicals and these toxins our bodies are struggling to keep up with it today there are more than eighty thousand chemicals in use many of which have never really undergone safety testing so there's also no testing currently being done to see the effects of these combined toxins in our bodies. So there's a lot of red flags there. And unfortunately, we don't have a system that cares for our well-being. That's preventative health care. I hope that we can see that for our next generation. But right now, we have to be the de- generation that demands that change. And as a public health educator and wellness coach, it's my job to educate others in ways that they can prevent health issues and to live a holistically well-balanced life. And an important part of that is to know what we're surrounded by physically and emotionally and how we can control what we can control and actually limit or reduce the toxicity of what we're exposed to. So now more than ever, it's important to reduce your toxic exposure. And I've searched high and low and studied a lot on this topic in the past three months. And I found the best tips from holistic wellness coaches, from dietitians, From natural health experts and cleave living bloggers and I don't just believe everything that I hear obviously like I've been trained to do the research and no matter who it is what credibility they have it's always important to get second third fourth opinions and evidence to support said opinions so if I ever refer to a blogger or youtuber just know that it's not just one person's idea This has been an ongoing topic of discussion for a very long time. But up until recently, people have been challenging the system more. And for that, I am grateful. So just know that uh, the clean living bloggers have also, not all of them, I can't speak for all of them, but the ones that I have gotten feedback from and that I've connected personally with, Are people that have studied this like myself for a very long time. Every one of these simple tips add up. So by the end of the challenge, you'll have made a significant dent on your and your family's toxic body burden and be enjoying the benefits of the clean and toxic-free lifestyle. So if you're in, keep listening. Let's start with day one. Now write these down and Go back to them, obviously, each day, and hopefully you will commit to this. And if you fall off, that's fine. Like, the idea isn't to feel bad or to judge yourself with it. It's just to learn how to improve your lifestyle. So if you miss a day, it's fine. Just continue on. So number one, which is day one, purify your water. We need water. Our bodies are made up of a lot of water, and just to think about that and to picture the purity of the water running through you versus toxic water running through you, I mean, you can just imagine the detriment that would cause your health, and it probably has. I mean, we're all exposed to certain things that we might not be able to control, but hopefully the intent of this challenge is to raise your awareness on ways that you can control and limit these toxins. So your water supply probably contains heavy metals, pesticides, fluoride, chlorine, and other chemicals due to the rising pollution of tap water in the recent years. And it's important to detox your water in order to prevent exposure to the vast amount of toxins found in the drinking water. And how do you do that? You invest in a high-quality water filter that has been proven to rid water or dangerous bacteria chemicals and other impurities now i'm not going to sit here and suggest you certain brands that i've used because i don't want this to be an ad or a marketing for brands but if you are interested you can dm me and i'll send you some suggestions but these are general tips i want you to learn how to do the research and finding the best products that's the best for you and there's a lot of products out there so i can't sit here and recommend one over the other because it just depends on your environment, what's available to you, um, what country you even live in, and so on and so forth. So I trust that you will do the research once you're done listening to this podcast and decide which product or service or whatever it is that I recommend is best for you and your family. Number two, day two, avoid non-toxic cookware now i know this one's tough and you're probably like what i use that daily to be honest i have a couple pans that are non-stick and eventually i'm gonna have to get rid of those and like you some of these might be challenging for me too so chemicals from the pots and pans we use to cook can contaminate our food toxic chemicals can be transferred from cookware into our meals this makes sense if you think about it. The appeal of nonstick cookware is that it helps prevent foods from burning as it's being cooked. However, a group of chemicals known as PFAS are present in nonstick cookware and have been connected to a wide range of health issues. So if you can avoid nonstick cookware whenever you can, I highly recommend you do so. Day three, buy organic for the dirty dozen. If you can buy organic for everything, great. But if not, at least for the dirty dozen, eating produce is an important part of staying healthy. But the pesticides that's found on the skin of many of these fruit and veggies are extremely toxic. So... It's. I know, I know, I know it sucks that this is even an issue that we have because we try to eat fruits and vegetables, but also we're exposed to other shit that come with it that is not something we want to put in our body. If you don't know, I've discussed this in a podcast episode in the past couple of years, but the Dirty Dozen are foods you should always buy organic if you can because they have the greatest risk of being contaminated by toxic chemicals and pesticides. So starting today, buy organic apples, strawberries, grapes, celery, peaches, spinach, peppers, nectarines, cucumbers, tomatoes, snap peas, potatoes, hot peppers, and blueberries. There's a list online. Just Google the Dirty Dozen. These lists also periodically get updated, but there is the most recent one that's out. Every year, they usually come up with new Uh, updated lists and pretty much the same products or the same produce are always on the list, but sometimes there's new additions to it. So if you can buy organic for the Dirty Dozen and if you can buy organic for pretty much everything, that would be ideal as well. Day four, choose good meats. This applies to you if you eat meat, of course. Many of the meats available at the supermarket are filled with toxic chemicals Hormones and antibiotics, and these are used for mass production as all meats all over the world are sourced, and there's a high demand for them. It's crucial to spend time when purchasing meat to ensure you buy the healthiest option. Now, we've come a long way, and there definitely are stores and markets or butcher shops that do have best meat options, but it's our responsibility to research where they are. And how we can choose the best one for us. Some tips for that when you're shopping for meat always choose grass fed, antibiotic free, and hormone free meats. By choosing your meat wisely, you avoid ingesting unwanted toxins. Day five avoid processed foods. Yeah, well, you probably already knew that they were not healthy, but let's just dive a little bit deeper into why. Processed foods were created to lengthen the shelf life of food, allowing more and larger amounts to be sold over time. These foods are usually packaged and contain hormones, additives, preservatives, or have undergone chemical treatments. Many also contain refined ingredients and vegetable oil, which are loaded with toxins. Aim to eat healthy whenever you can. Really try whole foods, which don't come in a package. By avoiding the processed options in the supermarket, you choose the most nutritious option for your body and avoid eating unwanted chemicals. And I wanna share this because this is so important. If you've thought about your buying habits and if you ever doubt the power of your individual buying habits, I'm here to remind you to not ever doubt that. You have power to decide and to change the game. And as a collective, if we all believe that, We can. And just to give you a quick example of how we've come a long way, just 10 years ago, we didn't have so many dairy free milk options. We didn't. But in the past decade, we have almond milk, we have oat milk, we have rice milk, we have cashew milk, coconut milk. I mean, the list goes on and on because there's a demand for it. And where there's a demand, there'll be supply, there'll be a response, there'll be products that we want to see on the shelves and the more we demand these and the more we change our buying behavior and habits the more companies are under pressure to go with it to move on or lose business and it sucks but it is an industry the food industry is a business and we contribute to that and if we know better and we try to do better, then we give these companies pressure to also do better. Day six, avoid the scary seven. What is the scary seven, Nora? The scary seven are the seven worst ingredients that can be found in your food. By avoiding these toxic chemicals, you can prevent you and your family from being exposed to unhealthy, harmful ingredients in your meals. It sucks that the one place we wouldn't expect to be exposed to toxic chemicals. We we do, and it's in our food. So write this list down. The scary seven is number one, high fructose corn syrup. Number two, trans fats. Number three, artificial flavors. Number four, MSG. Number five, artificial colors. Number six, artificial sweeteners number seven preservatives and if you google the scary seven there is a printout that you can find and I recommend that you save it somewhere print it put it on your kitchen on your fridge because it's it's until you make a habit and all of these tips are habits right so like the more you expose yourself to these habits and the more you practice these habits, the more of an ultimate true lifestyle change you'll have. So when you start buying healthier products, naturally your body's going to want to crave those products, whether you ingest them or you put them on your skin or you're around it. Your body will adapt to the good and it'll expect that from you as it should. But you'll be training yourself to make these changes and stick with them as a lifestyle change number seven keep bugs away naturally now this is especially important in the summer days or if you live in an area that has more exposure to insects right now in chicago it's winter there's not really much but it's still good to know because summer will be around the corner hopefully soon and these tips will be convenient to know so bug spray usually contains this toxic soup, I'm doing air quotes, of nasty chemicals. DEET, D-E-E-T, is a common ingredient in many products. And it's effective of deterring you know, pesky bugs, mosquitoes especially. But they also cause these long-term side effects that we don't really think about. Because if you absorb enough of it in your bloodstream or through the skin or air, it's actually really, really bad for your health. Uh, You can make your own bug repellent, put it in a reusable glass or stainless steel bottle and just spray it on yourself, on your kids, and just take it with you when you go camping or whatever you want to do with it. Number eight, swap in stevia. So I know if you use sugar, it's... It's really hard for you to substitute out a flavor that you're used to but what if i told you that the compounds of sugar are equivalent to the compounds of cocaine hence why sugar is addictive just like the drug cocaine if you don't believe me there is so much research on this you can look it up yourself and you'd be amazed what you'll find and hopefully that'll inspire you enough to Really try to do a sugar detox. It's hard because your body will literally go through withdrawals. And I've had clients that have experienced that. And it's not fun. It's not long-term, but it is a short-term discomfort. However, it's for the benefit of your long-term health. So if you it to add sugar into something because you crave the flavor and you're trying to slowly maybe detach yourself from sugar... I recommend you using monk fruit or stevia is a popular one instead of artificial sweeteners because usually what happens with artificial sweeteners is it contains a lot of chemicals which are harmful for your health as you know you would have probably guessed but stevia can be used to sweeten drinks or in cooking meals and it comes in multiple forms so whether you put drops of it from like a liquid you know one of those droplet things Um, or use it in a powder there's various ways you can use it and I recommend that if you again are trying to get off sugar but can't fully use you know number nine skip fake fragrances now what's interesting here is that and interesting now what's really unfortunate in the situation especially for the consumer the buyer or the product user is that companies will use fragrance as a term in their ingredients but it's not really being specific and you might not think much of it because you might not know enough to think much of it but what happens is when companies use fragrance as a label word they're avoiding the dozens of chemicals that make the scent smell like that tropical breeze or citrus or whatever it is that they're claiming that the fragrance is and they excuse that as it's a trade secret I'm using air quotes they think it's a trade secret so they don't want to disclose the chemicals but what they're doing is not disclosing the toxins that you're being exposed to and sometimes organic quote-unquote organic brands will have these fragrances that claim that they're essential oils or they're naturally dervi- or they're naturally derived or whatever. But when you see that in an ingredient, when you see the word fragrance in an in- ingredients is a red flag, please avoid it because they're not telling you and they're not being honest with what it is truly the chemicals are that make that fragrance, what you smell. So something interesting happened in California in 2017. The California Cleaning Product Rights to Know Act passed, and it became the first law in the nation to require disclosure of ingredients, especially in household and institutional cleaning products online and on the product label. Prior to this law being passed, companies were legally allowed to keep ingredients in cleaning products a secret. Even those ingredients that were linked to cancer, infertility, birth defects, allergies, and other health issues impacts when you think of all of these health issues and the epidemic of them and how our nation is on the rise with all these health issues and you think about what we're being exposed to and the toxins that have been essentially approved by those that are making the law the law and what we're exposed to there's dishonesty there's usually money involved obviously just like with anything And the priorities are shifted as a business, marketing, or financial gain. And we pay the cost of that, not just monetary cost, but we also sacrifice our health, our children's health, and just the health of the overall collective. So I want you to pay attention to the ingredients that you buy. With that, There is an app, and there's several of them, but I actually really, really recommend. And if I put a plug in for anything, it's for this app, and I don't make money on it, but I want you to download Yuka. Y-U-K-A. It's an app that simplifies your life. Before this app, I would look up every single ingredient, what it is, why it's used, and the short-term and long-term health effects of it, and then i would make the judgment to either purchase this product or put it back on the shelf this app you literally do nothing you just scan the barcode and i'm laughing because it just made life so simple and it's like ah where was this years ago you scan the barcode of the product and it tells you it grades it out of a hundred and it tells you what its chemicals are it tells you why it's there and it tells you what it disrupts whether it's the endocrine system right infertility whether it's your immune system whether it's an allergen and yada yada, yada. so it just simplifies your life and i love it and i scan it cool thing is if you were to pay to become a member you get to choose how much you want to invest you can do as little as like eight dollars for the year there's coffees that cost more than that so For your health i'd highly recommend it and the advantage of using or the advantage of having a membership is that you can look up items that don't necessarily have a barcode or you don't have the barcode in front of you so the only limitation of the free version is that you will need to have the barcode in front of you to scan it or else you can just pay for the membership and just type it in their search bar anyway so you can use the Yuka app or apps like it to look up and see like the grade of the item Uh, the ewg also has the skin deep program which is mainly for cosmetic use i don't know if they have food grades on there i'm not sure Uh, that's something i used to use for skincare but the yuka app actually ended up using that one for everything so look that up for your own knowledge but Regardless of what you choose, I highly recommend you choose an app that or a program or just at least research it and make it easy for yourself because it can be overwhelming if you're new to this, but it's so worthwhile. Number 10, take your shoes off. In my household, you have to take your shoes off, but I know some people like to leave their shoes on and they're okay with that to each their own, but I will share When you're out and about and your shoes pick up all the chemicals, the pesticide, the poop, the urine, who knows? I mean, we go to public bathrooms and all these unknown chemicals, you bring them to your house where you live, where you're essentially supposed to be in this safe space, but it might not be safe for your health. That's why it's important to leave them at the door. If possible, it's best to take them off in a garage and leave them either in the garage or like if you have a little section before you enter the home. Like a mud room or something uh, to leave it out there this will help keep the indoor air cleaner and just making your cleaning days simpler because you'll know that all the toxins that you had outside remain in a different room than your living area number 11 clean your air indoor air can sometimes contain more toxins and chemicals than outdoor air it just depends on your vents. It depends on if you have mold around your windows. Just, you know, doing an occasional, especially seasonal little tune-up, just an elaborate examination of your living space is highly recommended. We love these tips to clean your indoor air from beeswax candles to salt lamps and bamboo charcoal. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can naturally clean your space but there's also ways to purify your breathing air and promote toxin free environments. So whether you have a humidifier with uh, healthy essential oils, if you like the smell of that, again, going back to the fragrance, avoiding candles that have fragrances. I'm so sensitive to scents and you know fragrances and perfumes. I avoid them way before I even knew there was a chemical, like hazardous uh, side effect. I would just get a headache because my body wasn't used to it and I was never exposed to harsh scents, so I have a low tolerance for them. But now knowing how much of a health issue they are, it makes sense to me that my body is used to a healthier environment and when it's exposed to toxins, I have a hard time adjusting to it. And usually for me, my side effect is I'll have a headache And I'll know why, because that's usually unusual for me to be in an environment that has such harsh fragrances. So I normally would buy beeswax. Um, Sometimes they have like coconut wax candles. I mean, they've gotten really nifty with making it more natural. Do your research. I know it's a little more expensive, but when you really think about it, it's worth the cost for your health because I always think like if something is expensive now, I'm paying it off now versus getting ill because I went for cheaper, not always, but like I went for things that were cheaper and not healthy and now I have medical expenses. So that's always how I've looked at it and if I can afford to live healthier or like tweak things here and there, I sure as hell won't try. Number 12, wash your clothes. It's pretty hard to find a truly non-toxic laundry detergent especially when many call it eco-friendly or safe or organic. I mean, these are all trendy marketing terminology. And to read through the BS is a really like a learned skill um, because most of these products still contain hidden toxic ingredients. So it's important to do the research and find the best one. A fan favorite is homemade natural detergents. Now, I've never actually made my own at home detergent I think this is a challenge I'll you know tackle within the next year or so but there are alternatives there's dryer there's like detergent sheets and stuff that they have I mean companies have gotten really clever with it so just doing your research in buying non-toxic would be ideal but at least like lower toxin detergents would be ideal Number 13, read the labels. Do this always, 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 always. Understanding what's in your food is crucial to eliminating toxins from your life. By reading the labels on all the products you buy, you start to understand what you're putting in and around your body. Now, the Yuka app, I'm going to put it back in this section too, is really helpful in helping this label reading so much easier because it takes a lot of time and sometimes people don't want to invest in that time and I personally don't understand why you wouldn't because it's your health but I understand that like if you don't know what you don't know it's hard and intimidating to learn so if there are programs apps uh, people you can listen to like me that shine light on certain things and make it easier for you, then I highly recommend you be resourceful and take advantage of the free educational services around you. Day 14, clean the natural way cleaning products are often loaded with toxic chemicals we've discussed that in the past and it can be hard to find a truly all-natural toxin-free product to clean your home especially with misleading labels and clever advertising campaigns which make you believe that the product is actually quote-unquote cleaner than they actually are like the examples i gave before but luckily there are amazing guides online on products that offer recipes for you to use in various types of ways and different cleaning methods i know number one in this household is baking soda and vinegar those are two potent ingredients and we use them from kitchen cleaning to bathroom cleaning pretty much anywhere i mean if it's safe to eat it's almost safe to use on anything to clean so i highly recommend it if you are looking for scents like you can use like a lemon peel in it to infuse it i mean i don't really care to do that but You can find recipes online that offer tips and tricks to make your own cleaning recipe. Like I said, you can put it in a glass or stainless steel spray bottle and use that. Day 15. Halfway there, guys. Ditch toxic soaps. So this is important. I mean, they're all important. But this is something that we use every single day. Or we should be using every single day. Many soaps contain harmful chemicals that can dry out your skin or worse. Antibacterial soaps are usually the worst offenders, and I know that because of COVID, like everyone's been getting antibacterial everything, but especially those hand sanitizers, your skin is probably so dry. And if it is, and you can relate to this, first of all, get like an oil or some type of healthy, you can scan that with that app, cream that'll absorb into your skin and not leave you greasy one, do that. Number two, get rid of antibacterial anything. Bacteria is not always a bad thing. There is good bacteria and there's bad bacteria. And when you use these antibacterial soaps and hand sanitizers, what you're doing is you're killing off the good ones too. And eventually, our skins, our bodies adapt to everything. So when your body is adapting to this antibacterial hand sanitizer or soap, it's actually no longer serving its purpose. Sure, in moderation, but when I worked in the hospital, I hated using it, but I had to because of procedure and guidelines and being in the hospital setting, like there's a lot of germs and stuff, but I would just wash my hands with simple soap. The good old days of washing your hands in hot water for 30 seconds, that always does the trick. It's still something that we can do today. So if you can avoid it, please do. Um, with that said, about 75% of liquid soaps containing triclosan, a chemical you definitely want to avoid, is it's everywhere. Even regular soaps can contain a cocktail of chemicals, including fragrances, parabens, and sulfates. Ooh, if you've googled those three words, you'll find a list of even like shampoos that you probably use or seen on a shelf at a store have these, and they suck. <laughs> They're terrible. But it's legal to sell them, so as long as people are buying, they're going to continue selling them. Number 16, minimize grilling. All right, now hear me out. When you can, okay, it doesn't have to be always, I know, especially in the summer months, it's a fun thing to do and I'm not a fun killer. I get it. Don't come at me. But when you can, minimize using a grill or charbroiling your food. Both methods cause heterocyclic amines, or HAs, to form, which are well-documented carcinogens. So by keeping these HAs at a minimum in your diet, you actually help keep your body toxin-free. Now, I'm not saying don't grill, you know, don't have fun, but just be mindful of what's happening and the chemical exposure that you're getting while doing so. Number 17, or day 17, Keep toxic beauty products out. I went through a beauty product cosmetic detox about three or four months ago. And when I tell you it was both heartbreaking and empowering experience of my life, I really am not exaggerating because, I mean, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I had sold my soul to Sephora about a decade ago. I pretty much owned every new product that ever came out. And that's when I got into makeup and freelancing and the cosmetic industry. And it's makeup has always been fun for me. But I invested a lot of money and I didn't want to throw those out. So I still have you know makeup and other cosmetic products that might still be unhealthy for me. But know that I will not be replacing them. There are healthier and real quote unquote clean brands that I trust. Eliot is number one. It's a fan favorite. Uh, there's Honest Beauty. I mean, there's a list of them that are truly better than most other quote unquote clean products. But again, if you use the Yuka app, you can scan it and see it for yourself. It's important to limit these products. Now, I know one use of something is not going to kill you, right? All of these are constant exposures to things in our day to day lives. So there are very few, unfortunately, regulations on body care products. So this is a really scary reality. And like I said, we have to do the research. We have to be our best advocate for our own health because they don't make it easy for us to do so. And we really have to learn ways to limit our exposure to these products. Many products that you may assume are safe might not actually be especially when I feel like it's so trendy to label things as clean now and or natural when they're not actually any of those things it's just a marketing term that they hope the ignorance will literally buy and I don't want you to be one of those people so please keep listening manufacturers often use packaging and wording like I said to mislead you and it's They're tricking you to think that products are actually healthier than they actually are So one of the best ways to live a toxin-free life is to keep toxic beauty and body care products out of your home I had to get rid of bags when I tell you (laughs) trash day was so Saddening and also exciting because I knew the crappy products were out of my house And I don't care what dollar amounts I, if I know that something is bad for me, I can no longer see that with a different perspective. I can no longer see that the same way. So if it's supposed to volumize my hair or make it look luxurious and thick, but it's going to cause A, B, and C health issues, it's no longer worth, like nothing is worth the health ailments that I might be getting no matter what beauty promise it's going to make me. Again, one of the safest options is to make your own toxic-free body care products at home and again, you can look up recipes just like with anything else that I've listed to make some of these products at home if you can or if you want to. Day 18, swap in glass or stainless steel. Plastics, as we know by now, are the biggest sources of toxic chemicals in our daily lives. And even if you're doing the right thing and avoiding BPA, which really just mimics estrogen, the alternative companies use could be just as bad or even worse. So switching to glass containers or stainless steel bottles or containers in the home can actually help prevent chemicals from reaching you and your family. Glass and stainless steel are safer, they're more environmentally friendly, and it's a great option to store your food or anything else you have. Day 19. Stay away from air fresheners. Okay, I already talked about fragrances being terrible, but I'm talking about all types of air fresheners. Car air fresheners, I'm talking about those Glade scents, which I have a couple around the house still, but I'm waiting for them to... Honestly, I should just toss it out and keep myself accountable to it. I was using it occasionally when guests come, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just going to toss them all because this episode inspired me to declutter some more things I have in the house to make it even more toxin-free. And I have those uh, home scents, and I need to get rid of those. So like you, (laughs) I'm trying, and sometimes they're products that I didn't even think about until they came in front of me and I was like, oh, yeah, we shouldn't have this in the house anymore. So avoid the air fresheners. Air fresheners contain numerous harmful chemicals and many of them haven't even been tested for the long-term impacts on. So that's quite concerning that we still don't know. But what we do know is they contain phthalates and they're found in most air fresheners and are known as carcinogens. And they also are found in products of plastics. So again, plastics are not so great. So unplug any artificial air freshener you have and switch to a more natural option. Uh, you can make these with essential oils. They're already products that are pretty reputable. Uh, what I do, especially in the summertime, is I have these wax blends that are natural essential oil wax melts. And I'll put them in like a old, small glass candle jar that I repurposed and i'll leave it in the cup holder in the back seat cuz i don't really have too many people in the back seat but on a hot summer day those the heat just activates the scent so much and as the wax melt is melting the car smells like whatever that oil that i wanted to use so there are diy ways to do it again sometimes it might just take extra effort or it might cost a little more but again we're talking about your health and I'm always going to say it's worth that investment. Day 20, read up. Yeah, seriously, read. If you start reading and learning about living a toxin-free life or listening to a podcast or a YouTube video or whatever, you'll be more likely to take action. You'll be more familiar with it. Some of the terminologies we're using, it'll be exciting for you to learn new ways to live healthier. Hopefully, if you're like me, this is inspiring you to live toxin free and kind of taking on that challenge of like what are some new ways i can change my environment and up level really myself and my environment as i'm up leveling my health so there's a number of authors bloggers whatever articles that you can find that are really greatly written and they have a lot of science backing them up these articles just Teach you kind of like what this podcast episode is intending to do is living an all natural clean lifestyle. So, by educating yourself, you empower yourself to live better and a healthier life. And if you're a parent, you're teaching your young ones how to do the same for themselves to pass on through the generations. And then there'll be more of a demand and we can make the impact and the changes that we want to see in the industries. Whew, that was a mouthful. Day 21. Protect your skin with natural sunscreen. So I know there's a lot of controversial talk about SPFs, whether you're a fan of them or not. Do your own research, please. But it's always nice to spend some time in the sun, but we're always told to put an SPF on our skin too. However, most sunscreens contain some pretty scary chemicals like the hormone disruptor oxybenzone. So you really have to do the research and find the best one for yourself. It is important to keep your skin covered from harmful UV rays, but you don't want to expose yourself to toxic chemicals in the process. So it's kind of like picking your poison. And that's why I'm obsessed with the all-natural sunscreen recipes. It's safe. It's easy. You can make it at home. And most importantly, it's toxin-free. So if you want to look up a recipe for that, I highly recommend you do so. If you want my recipe for that, again, just message me. I don't want this to be... A promotional episode with like different products I'm gonna promote and stuff I just want it to be like a general for your information episode day 22 clean your carpets naturally if you have rugs or carpets they're the worst offenders when it comes to toxic chemicals because they're just exposed we're on them Sometimes if people wear shoes in the house, they just kind of latch on. The bacteria latches on to the fabric of the carpet or the rugs, So they tend to contribute to poor indoor quality. So it's, it is important to periodically clean your rugs. Um, but instead of loading up on your you know harmful products to clean it, just check out, again, all natural recipes for carpet cleaner that you can find that are alternatives to toxic products and some of them are just like a couple ingredients so it's not even like you're making a cocktail recipe for cleaning products like i said apple cider and vinegar go a long way and they're used for a lot of different things so just look into that day 23 ditch your toxic face wash honestly i don't even use a face wash anymore i use a cleaning oil If I wear makeup especially, it just like cleans the makeup off so effortlessly, leaving your skin moisturized. And then I just go in with a light moisturizer. I don't put on a lot of makeup nowadays, so that the lighter stuff works for me. But if I was to use heavy makeup, maybe I might have to invest in like a different clean beauty skincare or um, face wash. But what I have works for me because I'm not doing much. But I highly recommend you avoid the toxin ones. Again, scan it with the Yukai app or look it up. But cleaning your, but cleaning your skin every night before bed, yes, it's important, but you're also washing away a lot of natural oils. So if I were to wash my face before I go to sleep at night, which is usually what I do, I don't wash it in the morning. I just kind of slap cold water against it because there's no dirt that I'm washing off. If anything, I don't want to wash off my moisturized natural oil on my face now mind you my face is very dry so i want to limit how much i'm washing it for that reason especially day 24 choose organic bedding we spend a lot of time sleeping so it gives us plenty of opportunity to be exposed to toxins in our mattress and sheets especially if we don't have good products and some of these chemicals are petrochemicals they're flame retardants they're pesticides and just a list of other things and they're easily absorbed through the skin so when I say purchase organic sheets just like you would purchase organic food I mean organic sheets and mattresses Prevent the inhalation of toxins while you sleep and if you're sleeping a good, you know six to eight hours That's a lot of time to be exposed to those toxins. So Prepare yourself and not expose yourself Day 25 Sign a petition and keep companies honest now This is something that's going to take a little more work and effort But there are a lot of petitions that are ready to go that you just have to sign. Read one that, you know, resonates with you, maybe a local one. But once you start living a more toxin-free lifestyle, you'll feel empowered to keep promoting the same opportunities for others. So by paying attention to local and international petitions to promote toxin-free living, you can actually promote clean living in the future. So... When you use like the power of the people mentality to encourage manufacturers to stop using harmful chemicals in their products, you're really creating an opportunity to change the way we've been living your life and changing the world. A lot of the products that I use are products that are by the European standards because they are more strict, far more strict than we are in the US. So as much as it disappoints me that we are not taking it you know, seriously enough to change those regulations for our own consumers. I am fortunate to know what I know, to share what I know and others doing the same and using products that are available, though they might be international and using that as an example of how we can make that change because you have other countries doing that for their people. So again, power the people, highly recommend it if you're someone who's a go-getter and demands change and health is a human right right it's our health issue this is our health right to have better products day 26 upgrade the supplies you use so whether it's crayons whether it's art whether it's markers or whatever I mean, this is, might be a little extreme, but if you're constantly in the field where you're exposed to harmful chemicals and art supplies, maybe opt in for healthier alternatives. There Again, there's a list for everything, so there's a list of alternative options and suggestions online for different um, alternatives for conventional markers, paints, crayons, and whatever you might use. Day 27, beware of mold. This isn't something we think about daily, but mold can be devastating in our home. From plumbing leaks to drywall infestation, mold can produce toxins, which can have significant impact on our health, and it's often hard to detect. So it's recommended to clean mold with simple soap and water and let it dry completely. If you have a front-facing washing machine like myself, I wipe the inside that rubber Every time I wash something, one, because it's a new machine and I don't want it to get ruined, but also there's mold that builds up in there. And I never noticed the old one I had had a little bit of mold and I had used it for years and I didn't even know that it could, I just thought it would air dry. And maybe that was my ignorance, but now I that I know where to look for molds, I clean extra carefully in those spots around the house. day 28 make your own toothpaste now i know this is a controversial one because there's mixed reviews out there dentists in europe will say that fluoride is terrible for you dentists in the u.s swear that it's necessary so i'm gonna give you a brief overview of why there are controversial um, thoughts about this our diet in the u.s is a Unfortunately, an unhealthy one where the sugar is everywhere So fluoride combats sugar and what happens is because we have starchy sugary foods that decay our teeth Chemicals like fluoride help slow down that process or help prevent that process So it's kind of one like one of those things where you pick your poison So if you have a relatively healthy diet and you're not concerned about tooth decay and you have a good hygiene, you know, schedule and everything, you might be okay with not having fluoride as a preventative tooth decaying substance. Now, there are studies that show that fluoride, sodium fluoride, triclosan, and sodium lauryl sulfate, I mean, they're not the best, right? They're hazardous, and we should avoid them. But like I said, if you are not concerned about that and you have pretty great oral hygiene, then you might opt into using healthier, more natural alternative te- toothpaste brands. Or, like everything else, you can make your own toothpaste at home. Number 29, make your decor green, right? Make it safe. We're avoiding the VOC paints. Uh, VOC is a it's an acronym for volatile organic compounds uh they can off gas for many years so they're not the best for us most people wouldn't really think of decor in their home to be toxic however paints and carpeting can contain harmful fumes that are toxic to us so like i said these are the vocs and um Use no VOC paints, especially in bedrooms where you spend hours each day breathing in the air. Again, it's a little probably more pricey. You have to look into it. But if we're talking about toxins, I can't avoid talking about this. Do most people think about paints in their rooms as a toxin? Probably not. But like everything else, you can try to avoid carpenting when you can. Um, You can maybe avoid using these types of toxins in your decor and walls and if you use it i mean just make sure that you air out the rooms for as long as you can um, before you let the paint set and carry on with your day it is also nice to often air out your house daily if you can but if it's in colder months then i understand why that wouldn't be ideal But in the summertime, I keep all my windows open just to get some fresh air into the house and um, purify the air. And lastly, day 30. Guys, we made it to the end. I know this one's going to be random, but swim in the lake, the sea, or the ocean and not really in a (laughs) chlorinated pool. Now, I know. I have a pool and I use it. And though we have control over how much chlorine we can put into it, Again, pick your poison, right? The chlorine helps purify and get all the chemicals out, but also it's not the best for our skin as we absorb it. So hear me out. If you're swimming in a chlorinated pool, it you know exposes these loads of toxins to your skin. And the byproducts of chlorine, these are called the HAAs, haloacetic acids, are a dangerous chemical that has been restricted from drinking water for years. Um, So think about it. If we can't drink it, we're letting it be exposed to the largest organ in our body, our skin, which just absorbs it into our body anyway. So instead of diving into the pool, I know, buzzkill, venture out to the nearest natural body of water that you can swim in, whether, like I said, it's a lake, sea, or ocean, and swim in the all-natural water as much as you can for your body. Sometimes we don't have access to that, so I get it. Again, none of these things are, like, going to kill you, right? If you have exposure to it for, you know, little periods of time, it's better than, you know, longer periods of time. So limit your exposure to it, and um, they're not fun. It sucks that these are not highly regulated products. We just have to be our best advocate, like I said, so there's that. There's a list. I know this was a long episode. I didn't, I didn't know that I would do it all in one, but it doesn't make sense to break apart the challenge. So if you've been listening to it this long, I applaud you. I want to thank you. And if you have any questions, DM me and let's talk about how to live a toxic-free life. Wait, wait, before you leave, I just want to thank you for being here and listening to this episode. I would really appreciate it if you could share this podcast with a loved one, colleague, classmate, whoever you'd like, because together we can help spread encouragement, education, and inspiration to help others live out their purpose-driven lives. Thank you again for tuning in this week, and until next week, be well.